The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to our 2020 year in review on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to be talking about everything that happened in the glorious year of 2020. Joining us for 2020 year in review week is both Jordan Cooney, a SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics, and Tyson Stockton, Search Metrics' vice president of services. Yesterday, Jordan Tyson and I talked about the Google updates in 2020 and how Google's made more of an effort to increase their communication with the SEO community. And today we're going to continue the conversation by talking about how Google is making it clear how they are evaluating search performance. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's the second part of my conversation with Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. Jordan, Tyson, welcome back to 2020 Year in Review on the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. How's it going? Getting by, living. It's been a year. Tyson, you still there? Tyson, are you with us? I'm here. Barely. Barely. Okay. All right. So, Tyson, everybody's healthy. Everybody, yeah. We're all okay. We said we weren't going to talk about coronavirus. We weren't going to go COVID on this episode. That's right. Let's talk about quarantining. Okay. Let's talk about quarantining. Bad performing search content. Now, guys, Google Good made idea. some changes. We talked about how they did a better job communicating this year. And to me, one of the big parts of what they've communicated is not only talking about what they consider to be ranking factors, but also giving SEOs tools to evaluate performance based on their standards. And specifically, I'm talking about core web vitals. So catch me up, remind me, remind the audience what the heck happened when it comes to Google outlining ranking factors 
And then also the announcement related to Core Web Vitals. All you, Tyson. <laughs> no, come on, Jordan. This is your section. <laughs> Tyson! Yeah, Ben. So as you mentioned, they gave the announcement of how they're making this change. One, it's not too common that they give this like precursor notice. So I think it ties back to our last episode in that regard. I think one interesting thing about this is so they introduce Core Web Vitals, but it's actually a companion piece to what they're using for like page experience signals. And so this isn't necessarily something new that hasn't been used in the algorithm, but it's more of like something new that's joining what they already had. So in addition to the Core Web Vitals, there also is mobile friendly, safe browsing, HTTPS, no intrusive interstitials. And now we have the core web vitals. So with that, you have loading, largest contentful paint, interactivity, first input delay, and then visual stability of cumulative layout shifts. And so these are elements that Google has deemed results in a more positive user experience of visiting a URL or a website. And so therefore, they want to reward or kind of give benefit to those URLs and those domains that do have those best practices in that experience which they deem would then basically help and improve what the experience is for someone searching on Google. The interesting thing to me when we talk about Web Vitals and the announcement is, to me, this is an indication from Google that there is such a thing called ranking factors and that they are not necessarily talking about what the content ranking factors, word counts or you know images to page or all this stuff, but they are giving us an indication of how the technical aspects of websites impact how they're ranking. Jordan, you and I offline got into a little bit of a debate whether Google is actually announcing ranking factors. And you're saying no, and I'm saying yes. Maybe they're not using the term ranking factors, but they're telling you what are the factors technically that will drive your content to rank or your website. Talk to me about, do you think that this is a admission of Google that there are ranking factors or you know, what's your view here? I mean, it is certainly an admission of Google to emphasize and focus certain KPIs that drive higher results, right? Higher rankings and factors that impact your ranking. Right, right. It doesn't really matter the naming, but not ranking factors. They're factors that impact ranking. (laughs) Correct. In fact, I think factors that impact ranking are factors that impact ranking results is the exact terminology they used in the announcement. But in any case, the reality is that I think the interesting takeaways from this and from the entire notion of Google even announcing this is that, first of all, Google is very clever about the fact that they don't just necessarily say that they're announcing these different ranking factors. Factors that impact rankings. Oh, thank you, Ben. Factors that impact rankings but that they associate these to both industry studies and research papers. And so I think this is what's really useful here is that you know Google has this massive arm of PhDs and really smart cookies who just run around and do all this analysis work that essentially influence why and how Google is going to choose certain data points and metrics to drive results in their SERP. And I think it's important to note that because as great SEOs continue to learn, one of the things that I've recognized is going into a lot of the research that Google's doing helps you get an indication as to where Google's going. What is Google going to change? And they came out with a whole slew of core web vitals that they're going to emphasize. They coupled this with 
their focus in the past on AMP. They coupled this with their focus on the past on mobile friendliness. And the interesting thing about this announcement that took place in May, they actually said, hey, look, we know everybody's like kind of, you know, screaming with their head cut off about COVID-19 because in May it was a big issue. But they actually came out and said, look, you don't have to do anything about this now. But here we are at the end of the year. They haven't really emphasized too much on core web vitals, but they really made a big effort to highlight this, to emphasize these data points in Search Console. And so you can expect that this is going to be a topic of discussion for the Google folks and for the community at large in the coming year. I like that the sentiment from Google was, hey, we know that you're stuck at home with your family and that you don't get much time to actually work because you're busy being a parent. Tyson, cover your ears. This is the adults speaking. But here's what's going to happen next year in terms of how we're going to evaluate your website and therefore going to impact your work performance. Now, to me, this was an omission by Google that the things that we already thought were important are important. And the thing that sticks out to me about Core Web Vitals is it is more granularity than we had before. It is not just mm-hmm. site speed, site speed, site speed. We're talking about first paint, you know, mobile responsiveness, what's popping up on the pages. But really, it's the factors that go into site speed and stability. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So am I thinking about this the right way? Is this just, hey, here's more different ways that we can slice up your website should be faster and more responsive? I mean, I would say from my side, yes, there is more context and granularity into the measurements where we've known for a long time, there's been tons of studies of like, impact the user experience and page speed. And we can look at studies that measure revenue and conversion rates from that. And with this, it is expanding it out into more closer to actionable steps that we can do. But I think also from a announcement way to the point of like, hey, everybody's at home during COVID, it also kind of fits into a similar vein. And it's definitely done... They've escalated this and done a much better job at this, but it's kind of similar of how they announced like years back the original mobile get-in piece. And if you look at the other factors that are within 
this page experience group, these are typically the items that they do give the heads up on. And in this time, they not only gave the heads up of, hey, this is going to be coming. It's going to be next year. We'll give you the six-month countdown once it happens. But also where I think they really improved is by expanding the tool set and the ways to look at this. So you have it not only in Search Console, but you have it in all these different mediums, which then I think actually from like the actual, okay, what tactics, what things can I take action to? I think it does a lot in getting us a step closer into what do I need to do with my website. I think that's the real point right there. And I think that's what's really important for in a year in review type of a synopsis is to recognize, hey, look, early in the year, Google came out and said, hey, this is something that's really important to us. Come mid-year and now towards the end of this year, Google actually reinforces it by actually saying, hey, look, we're going to include these data points inside of the systems that we offer to you, like Google Search Console. And so it's been, to me, a really nice kind of collection of messaging, but then reinforcement. And you can go into Search Console today and look at what URLs need improvement, how you can improve those URLs. They're giving you clear direction and instruction on that because some of these topics aren't that easy to understand, right? And they're really new to a lot of folks who aren't in the SEO every day. And so it's really important for Google not just to say that we're going to make these changes, but then to educate and inform And that's what they definitely did with Core Web Vitals. And I would anticipate that there should be even more of that going into next year, especially if they start to leverage that in a more heavy-handed way in terms of who gets in position one or position two, or as you would call it, Ben, ranking factors. What I don't understand is Google's done a really nice job helping us understand how they're evaluating search performance from a technical perspective. But when it comes to how they evaluate the content that's on a page, the other ranking factors or factors that help you rank. There's always like a, haha, we launched an update. Good luck. I hope your site performed well. Why isn't Google taking this same approach to we're going to be making a natural language processing update? Here are the things that we're going to prioritize and evaluate. And those changes are happening in three months from now. So you can prepare it as opposed to The rug's been pulled out from under you. Good luck, search community. Why is Google giving us so much notice on the technical front, but not on the content side? Oh, this is an excellent question, Ben. Probably, honestly, this is one of the best questions you've asked all year on this podcast. (laughs) And the reason being is that when it comes to content quality factors, first and foremost, Google's number one mission is to reduce spam. There's just so much of it. Right? There's so much duplication on the internet, it's mind-blowing. And so with that notion being Google's primary mission, there isn't a lot of warning to be given. Right, You know you're committing a crime. And the reality is that there's just not a lot of leash for websites that break content quality guidelines. The technical factors, that is an investment. right? And it's an investment that Google knows not only has to be made by the owners of these websites, but it's also an investment on Google's part to ensure that they don't pull the rug out from under people because if they do, nobody's going to follow those guidelines. And it's insane because they've done this in the past where they use a technical factor, they don't inform the community, they pull the rug out from under everyone and nobody's actually ready for that, right? And I think they've done a better job over the last half decade, AMP being one where they notably told people for a long time that they're going to use this and it's going to be an important factor in the results 
Now, has it been a universal adoption across all categories? No, but it certainly is a valuable technical factor, especially in certain categories. And if you don't have it, you're going to suffer. One other piece just to kind of expand on that is, I mean, the, the simple answer would be, yeah, content is more nuanced. So it's a little bit harder to be very specific of, hey, this is how it's going to be measured. And the simple fact of like, it is an opportunity for them to communicate on it because it is more concrete is one side of it. But then like the other part of the question too of that like aha moment from Google with this, I don't think it's going to be completely like something where there's not going to be any surprises still. Because one element that I think is kind of interesting is however they've introduced like abilities to measure this in a variety of mediums or spaces. But there is a nuanced difference between field and lab data. And that's something that I think some websites need to be really cautious of and careful of is because if you're only looking at lab data, you may miss some kind of risk or some pain points that you'd have in field data. So I'd highly recommend to SEOs in kind of the remainder of this year and also kind of going into next year to not only look at one source of this information and compare your field and lab data and see where the discrepancies are. And then we will see, and I mean, it would make more sense for the field data to be a little bit more of a source of truth. But I think that could be one nuance, even though they've had communication that could mislead some people into like what the impact potential is. I get what you're saying. I understand for both of you that A, Google is trying to fight spam and that field data isn't the same as lab data. But I still don't understand why, like people are trying to, you know, fraudulently optimize their website, right? And make their website potentially seem faster than it actually is by having the first paint load or, you know, I don't know exactly what somebody would be doing. But don't tell me that there isn't somebody that's out there trying to defraud Google in some way by misrepresenting what is actually happening with their website. On the flip side, people are doing that with content. Why just not be upfront about it and then fight the bad behaviors when it's launched as opposed to not announce what the actual factors are? We could talk about this all day. Maybe we'll talk about it all next year. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with both Jordan Cooney and Tyson Stockton from Search Metrics. Join us again tomorrow when Jordan, Tyson, and I continue our 2020 year in review conversation talking about what's happened with Google Shopping. In the meantime, we'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan or Tyson, you can find links to their LinkedIn profiles in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter. Jordan's handle is JT Cooney, J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And Tyson's is Tyson underscore Stockton. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. 
because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out over social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B E N J S H A P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.